Too Many Comics, episode 218. Wow, 218. Uh, we are back live amidst the pandemic. I mean, I'm happy about that. Uh, yeah, um, I'm in good health. My family's in good health. I'm happy to, uh, you know, be a little stress-free and not worry about going to an office for the time being. Yeah, so, I mean, we're remote until August, which is just like, don't get me wrong. I do appreciate that, you know, getting dressed is optional. And, you know, I, I'm not a sleeper in her. I, I just can't do it. Um, but, like, sometimes I sleep till like, 7.40. That's super late for me. Feels good. Mm-hmm. Oh, this morning I thought, because like, you know, the days are getting longer, and this morning I woke up, I woke up like this, um, <laughs> and it was super, super bright. And I was like, oh, my God, what is it, like 9.45? No, sir, it was 6.10. But it still was like, hey. All right, let's let's uh, let's get started. Full day. Little runs. Been riding my bike around. I told you offline. I did twenty seven miles into Brooklyn and back. Oh my That's word! Pretty good. I, and I was not even tired. You're uh, you're an animal. I'm in amazing shape, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very humble. So yeah, we're happy to be back, and uh, let's keep uh, this little streak going. So we've All got right. uh, some news. I believe this was last night. Or at least yesterday, uh, Netflix. We talked last week about how Umbrella Academy was not having any issues with the pandemic. It seemed as though all the filming had been done, and Netflix released a special—not a teaser of the of the season, uh, but a little music video of the cast while they're in quarantine. Yeah, it's chilling. Uh, and they noted that season two is going to start on Netflix July thirty first. I'm cool with that. Something to look forward to. Oh, that's, that's still like two months away, but yeah, I want to see an actual oh. trailer though. Give show me some uh, some footage. Well, I'm fun. also wondering. Let's, let's yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I also wonder, like, what is season two going to be? Because they kind of did a mashup of what season season one was like a mashup of books one and two. Yep. So I know that I didn't actually read volume three. You did. Like, it was like a hotel stuff happening. Yeah. Um. I, I can't imagine they would get into any of that. I think they might go off. There would probably be some elements of maybe some things that they left out from the first two, because obviously the first book didn't have Hazel and Cha Cha, and they introduced them already. Um. I feel like there may be some elements, but then they might. Now's the chance to go off script a little bit, which is kind of scary. Sometimes yeah. writers don't do that so well. Well, see me at Games of Game of Thrones, yeah. uh, the last season, which I know. It's kind I, of a I, weird situation for him. Like, why even finish the books now? Because he's too busy swimming in cash. <laughs> it's like practically Uncle Scrooge in the money bin. Oh, well, I can respect that. Book wise, uh, a tenant delay will push terrible. Wonder Woman 1984 to late 2020. Not to be confused, it will still be Wonder Woman 1984. Is the movie title? It will just premiere uh, in late 2020 instead. Like I'm not even really looking forward to this movie. I just hate this news. Yeah, and I feel like there's no need to. I realize they kind of have to like plan a little bit, but I mean, there's so much uncertainty. Like plans you're making now, they could just be delaying this again, like a couple months from now. For all we know. Yeah, but what I want to know is what's happening with New Mutants. Where are we? <laughs> Like, I just, I'm dying to see it. Like, the people who are in this movie are going to be collecting retirement by the time it comes out. (laughs) It's like three years old. Yeah, you're going to have to sneak into the Disney offices to get a copy of that. I just want to see it. We were so close. It's doomed. It is doomed. And I heard it was good, too. I mean, based upon, like, early screenings and stuff. Well, we'll never know. I don't like that kind of talk. (laughs) Yeah. So I had already donated to Jeff Lemire and Matt Kent's uh, Kickstarter campaign for Cosmic Detective, and it appears you have now as well. 
I did, and I uh, I went bigger than you. You did Ooh, the ten dollar version I just to did get the like, digital. Yep. So I put down fifty because I want to get a copy of it, and it also comes with a uh, deck of playing cards. Um, what I don't know is usually they explain this in the tier system of, of Kickstarter. Do I also get the digital copy? I believe or do I so, to wait? yeah. I, believe yeah, I was going to so. say, otherwise, I'm not going to say it's like May 21, yeah. which – so it, if that is the case that I only get the physical copy, I need you to PDF that shit and send it up here. Oh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, they're obviously well above goal. So they're at 130000 right now. The goal was 35000 they got 14 days to go. Uh, yeah, that was no surprise with the the talent that was attached to it. Uh, good on you for going the whole nine yards. Well, you know I'm a big fan. I play a lot of cards. I, you know I do. <laughs> I live in Harlem, uh, and I blend. Uh, but anyway, um, you know I just felt like these days I've really been uh, glib about making impulse buys. Just like screw it, I'm bored. I bought a desk, bought a bike, bought random clothes. Below it. Uh, just like I, I, I am a sucker for a Whole Foods cart. Like, screw it. I want some dill potato salad. So in this case, I was just like, you know what? I wouldn't mind having that. And along those lines, I have been – this is a good segue. I've been buying um, graphic novels slash trades of books that I just like that I've read in the, in the past. Like yesterday, um, I got We Can Never Come uh, Go Home from uh, Matthew Rosenberg came in, hard, okay. hardcover edition. I got um, – what I thought was going to be barrier collected, but it's not. What it is, <laughs> it is a box that you could put the physical copies of the book in. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you now, buy this? Amazon. Uh, I, I misread that it was not like the hardcover collected edition. It is, it, so, but, which is cool that you actually would put the books in it. So what I've been doing since then is I have been actually buying barrier physical copies to put into it i have one and two okay of five and again that th- that was a really smart cool book that's obviously um brian k vaughn and marcus martin um cool i mean I, I mean i've got private up there so i might as well just like round it out yeah. i got pa- paper rolls autographed mind you which i never finished never finished yeah, it yeah you know what? i don't think i have you now now's the perfect time to do so yeah i think i've got four books left of the whole series yeah. just to it, it just it got so confusing well, at least it ended. It did end, and I do like that. What was the book that we hated by him? Canadian? Uh, we Stand on Guard. Yeah, no good. Yeah. <laughs> not his best effort. Still no, decent no. as a comic, no. but yeah, I mean, when you compare it to Brian K. Vaughan, it's... Yeah, I did actually download um, all of uh, Ex Machina slash Ex Machina, however mm-hmm. you pronounce it, uh, but I had to um, return them all because my iPad was like, we're dying here. <laughs> it's about to explode. Yeah, we got, we, got, we got a lot of memory happening. A lot of memory. All right. Well, we did actually read some books this week. Excellent, eh? Uh, you had me read Black Cat number one from Marvel. Um, I won't go through the whole thing. So this is Felicia Hardy is Marvel's Black Cat. Uh, in this specific book, um, you're sort of just teased with her at showing up to a party. And this is written by Jed McKay, art by Mike Dowling, uh, Travel Foreman... Noah Fuji, um, which is the one that you like? Wait, what? Black Cat number one. Yeah, Trevor Foreman, the writer. Okay, the okay yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I was forgetting who, which one of the credited people was like your jam. Love them. Um, yeah, so we've got Black Cat showing up to a party. Um, got the security guy on the lookout for her, obviously, but she's kind of just a decoy. 
Um, her her crew is pulling off the heist, uh, and then she you know has a run in of getting away from them, gets back to the hideout, and then uh, the Black Fox is his name. Yes. Okay. I'd never heard the Black Fox, but he is the one who has trained her, and he shows up as the potential buyer and may have some more jobs for them. Um, story wise, I mean, it seemed pretty pretty basic. Um, it's very. I assume Black Cat is like Marvel's Catwoman. But this is their answer to that. I mean, I mean, okay. Yes, they're both they're both they're both quote unquote cat burglars. Yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah, this seems like a ripoff. Um, but yeah, I mean, it 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 looked cool. I mean, the story's there. I mean, I don't know anything. This is the first time I've ever read anything Black Cat, so I I have no ties to the character. When Black Fox shows up, I had never heard of Black Fox ever, so you know that sort of meant nothing to me. I'd have to read in a little bit more to kind of get the full depth of what's going on. But I mean, the, the book itself seemed fine. I, I have no idea where it's going because I don't, again, don't know anything about the characters. But you know, the setup was super easy to follow. Um, you get the gist of what's going on. Uh, I assume that something may happen with the the security guard again, and they might have another run in. Um, yeah, I mean, pretty pretty standard as comics go. So, what are your thoughts? Do you like it? Would you keep reading it? It's it's still going. Um, I don't know that I would read it ongoing forever. I mean, this was like a a mini thing, but, but, but again, maybe it picks up. I mean, I, I would put myself in for a few issues and see where it's going and who gets introduced. Like I've, I mean, I've seen like some of the covers look cool. Um, like I see Wolverine on a cover, but the um, art though, you got to admit, the yeah, yeah, the art's, art's pretty great. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I would continue to check it out. I mean, so, I mean, as you pointed out, I, I read this, well, first of all, in the absence of any new releases and B, just being a fan of uh, Trevor Foreman, who, as I pointed out last show, uh, did a bunch of Ant-Man that Jeff Lemire was doing, <clears throat> excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, but also was doing the art for the Astonishing Adventures, I think is what it's called. Something like that. Okay. Uh, that. Matthew Rosenberg did last year with um, Winter Soldier and Hawkeye in search of who they believed uh, Black Widow to be alive again, which she was. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert: uh, nobody stays dead in comics. But anyway, so I mean, I, I like his style a lot. It's definitely, in my opinion, off the beaten path. Uh, again, um, we're also getting a little bit of the uh, Black Cat backstory, which is hard to say um, in terms of just like. Know how she got to be where she is. A little bit mm-hmm. about her father, the, the relationship that her father had with this um, Fox character, and just sort of bigger picture stuff. I've read two books of this, uh, but I do like it. I will see how I feel when the art changes after book five, because I told you um, that Trevor Foreman falls off at that point. Okay, so, so I wonder. Cool. I know. I, and I, I always know. have the personal issue of every time I see the cover, I want to sing uh was it janet jackson's black cat i have done that many times <laughs> my friend many times like, black cat i can recall uh, the, the music video and everything when she tears her shirt open yep. on stage oh, yep. yeah remember that mm-hmm. black bra yeah this is true that was the uh b-side of that single anyway <laughs> <laughs> anyway so uh, i think uh, uh, all in all like i said with the with no new stuff coming out you know, revisiting things that are new-ish that we have not read, so AKA new to us is you know interesting and you know a way to pass the time. So yeah, I liked I it. I would I'm going to keep going at a leisurely pace, um, and I'll let you know. Well, good for you. Um, this week we're going to check out Ludocrats number one of five. This is by Karen Gillen, Jeff Stokely, Jim Rossignol, and Tamra Bonvillain from Image Comics. This is series premiere. The Ludocrat, the ludicrous aristocrat, a collision. 
of the ornate fantasy of Dune and an M-rated asterisk and obelix. Baron Otto von Hades and Professor Hades Zero K are here. And they're going to save us all. They're going to save us all have a nice time. What? They're going to save us all have a nice... That doesn't seem right to me, but that's how, what it says. I mean, I, I feel like it's missing some punctuation. Yeah. The universe screams of pleasure, writhing fan. Finally satisfied, complete joy. So I don't know what this book's about. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I do like Kieran Gillen, so I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll check it out. Well, it was one of those things where it's like, well, uh, I've heard of this writer. Yes. So that's something. Obviously, Wicked Divine, Young Avengers, um, which you made me read once, and I was like, this reads like Wicked Divine. Yeah. So, because yeah, um, it's the same author and uh, artist. Which I, I, I'm a fan of the team. Mm hmm. You know, I kind of missed that book a little bit. I liked I want, it. I would like for them to get back together. It uh, it dragged sometimes, but ultimately, I thought, I thought it delivered at the end of the day. Yes, look at the value. You should check it out. Also, like, gotta admit, man, uh, the fact that this book is even coming back, coming out, which I can't keep saying this enough, when nothing is, I was like, oh wow, this actually. Okay, seems I'll read like, it. Yes, thank seems, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Um, uh, just jumped in uh, this week. Um, I encourage you to do this. Uh, there is a book that's coming out weekly uh, through Comixology Unlimited, so it's basically free if you pay your bill. Um, it is called Youth. It is by Kurt Pyers, who did a book that we read called Olympia. Okay. If you recall that. Uh, art by – shoot, the tab is gone from me. and it, His last name is Diodato. Sorry. Oh, yep. Alex Diodato is who, is who drew this. Okay. It looks, it looks similar to a Tyler Boss who did things like uh, Fork is Walking to a Bank and We Can Never Go Home in terms of that style. Oh, yeah. I'm now, seeing that now. When I started reading this book, okay, what I thought originally was that it was edgy because it was about like uh, uh, young people and they're, they're in a gay relationship. I was like, oh, that's edgy. Sure, why not? Dude, I don't want to spoil too much for you. <laughs> it takes a real turn. A real turn. A very real turn. And I don't – I almost regret telling you that because I read it being like, well, it's free and it's you know, a couple dozen pages. Why not? But the journey that I thought I was going to be on, which was like woke, <laughs> mm-hmm. modern love. No, 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 sir. Uh-uh. Uh, I highly recommend. Okay. Highly recommend. And in fact, they did this cool thing. Actually – um. Sorry, Tai Zong, if you're out there. I actually tweeted the Kurt Pyrus today, being like, thank you for putting this book out because there's nothing else happening. And he did actually like that tweet, so thank you. Yeah, he's on um, it. One thing that they do, and at first I didn't do this, and then I did start doing this, which is they they cue a song in the book that is just sort of like, oh, that's like background. But when you actually play the song with the reading part of it, it mm-hmm. actually it works really well, got to say. So I encourage you to do that. To play the play the songs that are happening as you read certain you know quote unquote chapters. I just made down by the bay. You should eat some clay. <laughs> so again, um, there are two books right. This is a weekly. Um, I don't know how many books are planned, but the fact that again it's weekly means that you can stay pretty like not forgetful of what yes, has happened. I'm a fan of that. Um, so that's that's what I did. That's that's all I did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the only other stuff I got to were the two panel syndicate books that I had mentioned. I had. I had purchased but not read yet. So that'd be uh, Friday number one from Ed Brubaker and Marcos Martin and uh, Munsta Vicente. Um, yeah, so the girl comes back. You know, she spent her childhood solving crimes uh, with her buddy Lance a lot. She comes back to town. Um, I'm forgetting where she, oh, she was coming back from college. Um, you know, comes back and he's still chasing down craziness. Um, 
And so she sinks back up with him. Something goes down. He kind of ditches her to go back out searching for stuff and says that he'll catch up with her the next day. So that's kind of where we're left off in this first little chapter. Um, it's got a, like a, um, a paper girls type vibe. Um, and that sort of scenario, uh, it was read pretty, read pretty easily. Obviously every breaker is really good. So is Marcus Martin. I love that it's panel syndicate. I could just download it straight to the device. I'm good to go. Could load it up on any device. No problem. Um, I'm interested in the story and, you know, I don't know how often these plan on coming out, hopefully quickly. Um, you know, I'll keep paying for it. You can't subscribe to these, but I will uh, gladly keep paying for it. Um, art's cool, and I trust that the story is going to, you know, pick up here. There, I mean, there's enough intrigue here, enough introduction to, at the very least, the main character. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, so enough intrigue and then enough trust in Ed Brubaker to, to make something happen. And and then the other was Bad Karma. This is from Alex DeCampi, Ryan Howe, and D. Cuniff. Um, so this is, uh, two army vets. Um, they, well, one is sort of coming back into town. They meet up together. One's sort of on hard times. Uh, they're both struggling for PTSD. Um, so they clearly have done some side work of, um, some mercenary jobs and they're watching something on TV, watching the news. Uh, something comes up about a killer, um, that's behind bars. It has a sentencing coming up and they don't tell you this, uh, but you can obviously get the sense that, that they know about it. Um, we're a part of that. They're trying to refresh each other's memory, uh, or at least the one is trying to refresh the other's memory of, of that day and what happened. Um, so it seems they know more and perhaps maybe the wrong person's arrested. Maybe something went wrong. Um, again, it, it ends before it kind of dives into that. Uh, but again, you, you spent pretty much the whole issue with these two main characters uh, even just their interactions with uh, Ethan's family, you get a sense of you know what's going on in their world. Um, obviously, the PTSD played a major part. Um, yeah, it seems like this is going to go somewhere too. Um, again, can't subscribe, but I will happily uh, keep paying for this as it comes out. All right, that, that's a ringing endorsement. Cool. Uh, some news. So I threw this in here. Um, comic book. I think this was Comic Book Resources did a. Avengers Academy, whatever happened to Marvel's next generation? Uh, I only threw this in here that, you know, there aren't really many characters that I like fully kept up with wondering their whereabouts. But I remember when you got me back into reading books, Avengers Academy is one of the first things that I sort of got attached to. Uh, I've talked many times about, you know, the, the younger, the younger characters are always interesting to me, especially in these school settings. I mean, this is what sort of kicked that off. Uh, and I didn't keep up with a lot of these people. So people like Metal, Hazmat, Vale, Reptile, mm-hmm. Striker, Finesse. Yeah. Um, some of them perished in Avengers Arena. Your uh, favorite book. Yeah. God, Lord. Uh, <laughs> you know, some of them popped up here and there. Um, like Finesse joined up with X-23 for a bit. Um, Striker was doing some stuff with Tony Stark, uh, or looking for Tony Stark at least. Um, Hazmat currently works with Captain Marvel to continue her development. So it, it's cool that they this book came together and they didn't just push these characters to the wayside. It was like a a thirty at least a thirty issue run. It was you know decent for the time. Um, so they're still out there wandering about. That's good. Uh, Agents of Shield's final season might address the snap. I cannot believe that show's still alive. <laughs> I can't believe they haven't addressed the snap yet. I can't <laughs> believe it. But then again, I feel like, and I read this somewhere, that the show's 
including the Netflix ones, were like deliberately not referencing the movies. That there That's was some, there was some, there was some logic to that. I, albeit the chronologically where they were in in in, in sync with the movies was probably not quite on mm-hmm. maybe and well that's the only reason i could think of yeah and i just and I, and I made that up right now they probably wish they could re- clearly if it's lasted this long enough people are watching and, and are into it i mean i know i think it almost died a couple of times but they probably wish that they could have just redone this or that disney plus existed at the time when this launched but i just who is watching it i don't know i, I don't know I don't know anybody that watches that show, I and it's a mar and it's a Marvel show. Oh, yeah, I mean, I missed out on all the the Ghost Rider stuff that they did. Me, me too. I would say you missed it exactly. Yeah, uh, no one's been talking about it. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy that you know it's been going on all this time, and then all this time they still haven't made note of like the biggest thing to be happening in its universe. So oh, just send it off on a good note. Yeah. Sidebar. So you have alluded many times. If, if if not, it's just been oblique about. I'm not oblique. The opposite, obvious about that. Your foray into comic books was when you were an adult. Mm-hmm. So I was reading books when I was like a kid, when it was not cool, and you didn't necessarily you didn't come out and talk about it because it was like a nerdy. wasn't as bad as D and D, but it was just like Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. role playing games. Yes. Um, nevertheless, to be an adult now, and to talk to people who have small children, we're talking like three years old. And they want a Thanos action figure. It's just mind blowing to me. I'm like, Thanos is a house is a household name. Who would have thunk? Not you. No, no. I mean, fan- <laughs> I mean, I mean uh, Iron Man, sure. Thor, okay. Spider Man, of course. He always was. Thanos, Scarlet Witch. Who? Who? Who's never been called that in the movies ever? By the way. Yeah, and very interesting. You think they'll call that call her that in the show, WandaVision? Um they have to. And they showed the little teaser with her sort of wearing the costume finally. And she's supposed to be in Doctor Strange. Yeah, too. I think they're getting to that point. I believe so. The Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Like it. Somebody will okay. call her that in the midst of her powers being released. And then she'll be like, Ooh, that sounds good. <laughs> By the way, we we've not recorded in some time, but until last week, I finally saw a Dark Phoenix, the X Men movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was that bad. Let's check it out at some point. There were parts I thought were corny. There's also um, Joker on HBO now that I saw it yesterday. Oh, I'll need to check out. Saw it. Yesterday. I had it on in the background. What I do is I have a TV on muted all day long to create the illusion of atmosphere, mm-hmm. um, but I don't actually watch anything. I just have it go. I, I can respect that. So anyway, uh, Dark Phoenix, uh, not bad. Okay. Not bad. Not, not as bad. Then again, when you are prepped for it being the biggest piece of shit that, that was ever made and you finally watch it, you're like, that's not the biggest piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, last bit of news here. DC announces Deceased Hope at World's End. Uh, this would be DC's digital first catalog. Um, this is fresh off of the blockbuster series Deceased. Going to make its DC digital first debut in June. Um, Dante's episode continues on. Oh, never mind. Maybe it starts on May 19th with Deceased Hope at World's End. That's with today. Art, with art by Dustin Gwen, who's awesome. Renato Guedes, Carmen, don't know, and Marco Fela. Set, sp- set in the span you, of Deceased number five's time jump. Deceased Hope at World's End will expand the story of the anti life war featuring Superman, Wonder Woman, Martian Manhunter, Stephanie Brown, Wally West, Jimmy Olsen, and more. 
So how do you get this book? Digital first. I don't know if that means it's going to be only on DC or if it, no, it says that DC comics are available. Yeah, including readdc.com. Okay. Yeah. Um, so May 19th. That's yeah. So today. Says it might be out today. Digitally twice here. a month through its 14 chapter run. So here's the thing we had talked previously about deceased and like kind of jumping off the thing they did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I what saw the art for this, which very much includes Damien uh, front and center a good bit. Uh, and then of course, uh, they had to throw this in there as I was reading Tom Taylor, the writer of this book, uh, continued Sons. Taylor and super Suns fans won't want to miss the apocalyptic adventures of Damien and John as they stand up to the worst crisis the earth has ever seen and take their first steps on the road to becoming the next world's finest. Like you've mother effers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I probably would have been okay. Not purchasing this. And then it's like, you knew that I was going to be reading it. Well, like, breaking- hey, that, 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 that dude that really likes super Suns and Damien and John, let's make sure we mention them. Hey, breaking news. It's a dollar. Okay. It's out today. It's a dollar. I'm going to buy it. That's the price of an app. And subscribe to it. And I have to read now. All right. I I like Deceased. I did. What was the jumping off thing you were referring to, though? Uh, I don't know. It says issue five. Time jump? Set in the span of Deceased number five's time jump. Hey, breaking news, uh, if you are a subscriber to Unlimited, it's actually 84 cents. Oh, nice discount. You're now down with the discount. All right, I'll buy it. What else are you going to do? Do you care for your kid? <laughs> <laughs> of course. What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you, be a good dad or something? All right, well, we've recorded two weeks in a row. I'm proud of us. Yeah, oh, I do want to give a quick shout out to uh, my buddy Jake and Tucker. It's two different people. Uh, my buddies, Jake and Tucker, actually, Jake, of, of whom <clears throat> recorded and wrote our theme song. Uh, they have a podcast for Seinfeld. It's called Sneakers in the Pool. They're three deep uh, in episodes. So if you're interested in Seinfeld, they tell it from the perspective of New York Jews, uh, which is that much more raw and real. So you can check them out if you are looking for a podcast. It's raw and real, like life. Like life. Yeah. <laughs> sneakers, and, sneakers in the Pool, if you're interested in, in Seinfeld. Okay. Well, hit them up. We will uh, link to it. I can do that for them. All right, cool. All right. So it's the least you can do. Well, we'll catch you next week to talk about uh, Ludocrats and Deceased Open World's End. Yeah, bye forever. Stay safe. I've been reading too many comics.